Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Relationship Over Religion. You know, what do you guys think about if I just call it relationship? Let me know what you guys think. You know, those of you that know me personally, shoot me a message and let me know. Let me know what you think about the name. I really want to hear your take. So I'm so excited to share today with you guys day 16 of the I Am Challenge. It's called Filling Up and the mantra is I Am Seen. This one was so big for me because I hadn't realized, well, I I realized it at the retreat in Ojai that I guess from being very young, I had this need to be seen, unbeknownst to me, of course, but um, let me read you the journal prompt and then I'm going to share my journal entry and we're going to see where it takes us. You are... You, you are you, and there is no one else that exists, has ever existed, or will ever exist like you. The gifts you are here to give are unique expressions of the divine and are something that no one else can do in the specific way that you do it. Thank you, Jesus! Reflect how you take away from the above concept with comparison. When you compare yourself to others, does it create a false narrative about you and your gifts by default. Absolutely. How can you see yourself in your true uniqueness in a deeper way? Where can you acknowledge your attempts failed or not to heal, grow, and feel enough? Woo! Journal on your relationship with self. What are the ways you can make yourself feel even more seen without needing the approval or acknowledgement of others to truly honor your gifts. <clears throat> we here right now. I'm doing it right now. Okay. Filling up. I am seen. Man, it was the day I wrote this, it was tough. And it was tough today thinking about it right now. This is tough. Especially after learning how well I thrive in community. I feel my best when in a group and being myself with everyone enjoying their time and laughing. Being the comic relief in the room makes me feel better about myself because if I I think if I don't make them laugh, they won't like me anymore. But I'm no one's comedian. I'm hilarious to be around and this is a blessing in and of itself. Comparison is, is one that gets me going down a negative train believing I'm behind where I'm supposed to be or have a college degree or whatever the societal norms tell us or I used to tell myself that I'm supposed to have. The ways I can make myself feel seen is to actually look at myself, take care of my appearance, put an effort in myself, and give myself grace and mercy instead of being hard on myself. I can acknowledge how far I have come in such little time. This time eight years ago, I was in a jail cell, locked up in Linwood Correctional Facility. Not only have I overcome a heroin addiction, but an abusive relationship and a debilitating lower back injury. 
I have overcome the odds on multiple facets and should be fucking proud of myself. No one can say shit to me. Amen, my sister. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Um, I am an overcomer. I am a beat of I am the beat the odds kind of person. I am a don't count her out type of woman. I am seen. I am able. I am a badass bitch. I see you. I am you. And that's where I ended it, that journal entry. And this day was so pivotal in this journey because by seeing myself and how far I've come, I finally acknowledged it. For so long, I had been taught to, yeah, I overcame my addiction. I worked in treatment for a really long time, but sweep that shit under the rug. Don't talk about it. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, act like it never happened. And that didn't work for me. I mean, I kind of did it and I kind of didn't do it because I'm like so open about my situation. But then around certain people, like my mom specifically be like, you know, don't talk about it. Act like that time didn't exist. So around the Egyptian community and all that stuff. And we're just taught to like hide the parts of ourselves that make us who we are. And I'm... I'm no longer going to be ashamed of it anymore. And, and writing this down, I am an overcomer, is actually another journal prompt I can do because I truly have overcome so much. And there's even more to add to the list. S uh, smoking cigarettes addiction, quit that three years ago. That's, that's all by the grace of God because he, he removed the desire. He removed the desire. And that's the most important part. We think we just need to white knuckle stuff or just like push through. And man, that's what the world teaches us to do. But when we have faith in God, the possibilities are endless. You know, I got my own little Christmas miracle the other day. Um, you know, it's about to be a new year. And I was going through my email and I see an email from the neighborly app and it's I don't know if you guys needed help but we definitely needed help and we applied with the housing is key website um, in LA County and you guys by the grace of God it's so beautiful our landlord received a check for $23,000 of back pay rent God gets all the glory and I, what I want to say is the most beautiful part of it all is that I didn't lose any sleep over over not paying my rent. I mean, everything that I've learned in integrity and paying my bills on time and everything told me that I should have been losing sleep over it. But I knew that we had been affected and I knew our income qualified and there was no other way for all those things to, to match without God having a hand and helping us along the way. We never went without. We always had food. 
we've we've been able to stay in our beautiful apartment and i just thank god that if if you didn't apply for the program and you haven't been able to afford your your living um make sure you apply for it i think it's housingiskey.gov or housingiskey.com i'm not being paid for this i am an advocate that it worked for me and that's all i want to share in this moment and the most important part, I know I just said it, but I want to repeat it again because it's that important, is that I didn't lose any sleep. I gave it to God and he took care of the rest, y'all. And this takes practice because I prayed to be in this apartment. So I knew for damn sure he wasn't going to take it from me. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Okay, let me tell you. It's 2020. Pandemic has already started. Robert and I are planning our wedding and um, no, rewind, the pandemic has not started. People are living in the one of only four two bedrooms in our building. We used to be in a one bedroom. I was there alone before I met Robert and I would literally walk by this unit. It was a two bedroom in the front of the building with a balcony. You saw the water, everything so beautiful, right? And I would see these people. It wasn't a family. It was just some, you know, single people just living in a unit together. So anyways, I would when I'd go walk the dog, I would like literally, I would pray these people away. I would pray these people away. I would make the sign of the cross. I would ask them to leave my apartment, to, to in the name of Jesus, to leave my apartment. And a couple months went by. And then the landlord was walking by my unit and he was like, hey, you won't believe it. Those tenants left. And I was like, no way. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. It's so cool. I was like, let me know how much the rent is. He got back to me a couple of days later with how much the rent was. It was stupid, y'all. It was stupid. It was like over $3,000 for a two bedroom. So this is pre-pandemic still because that, that's what happened. Or it might be the pandemic just started. And so I'm like, man, me and Robert talk about it. We're just like, that's not going to work within our budget. And we, we decline. I pray for the rent to go down. Every day I prayed, like, please, God, let the rent go down. Please, God, let the rent go down. And I would just pray it haphazardly, you know, going about my day or in my morning prayers or whatever. And sure enough... One day, the land over the summer, 2020 summer, he um, manager on site sees us and he's like, "Hey, the rent went down." And I was like, "No way!" And he's like, "Yeah." So it went down substantially low, like more than $500 than where it was over the 3,000. So then I'm like, "Okay, cool." Robert and I talk about it. We we figure that we can afford that. It was only a few hundred more than what we were paying at the time. So pandemic, no pandemic, we were paying our rent. And we do, they give us hell, y'all. They say no over and over again to give us this unit. I couldn't even believe it. My God voice was telling me it was our unit. I knew it was our unit. If you would have seen me at the time and you knew me, you would have really thought I was crazy because I, I packed I got boxes and I packed our shit, y'all. Robert and I were bumping into boxes, you know, getting corners in our knees and all that nonsense for weeks because I knew it was our unit. Like, I prayed for the people to leave. I prayed for the rent to go down. This was our unit. 
and the management company was giving me a hard time. I had already been in the building for three years or four years, never missed a rent payment. So I was actually, I was almost offended because they were giving me such a hard time. But it taught me a new level of faith to get on my knees and pray for when I know something is mine. You know, there's levels of faith. I talked about it before. Transformation Church talked about it as well. There's levels. I learned how to get on my knees and pray fervently for something that I knew, I knew God had given me. It was already done. And then when I had had enough, I'd had enough. We gave all the paperwork we needed. We, we, we did our part. Man, people hadn't been paying their rent right when COVID started, and we were paying. We did everything we could, and right when I had had enough, I, Robert and I were sharing a car at the time. I got in an Uber, and I was going to go. I was going to this management company's office. If you know me, you know me. I was going over there. I'm on my way in the Uber. It's in Marina Del Rey. He makes a right. Right where that new Trader Joe's is, I get a phone call. It's the management company. Woo-hoo! I answer. Ironically, the guy's name is Robert. There's so many Roberts, so I'm not even worried about privacy or whatever. Anyways, and he's like, Sylvia, I looked over your application. And he apologized <clears throat> for the back and forth and the runaround that I had been given with everybody else I had spoken to. And he said that Robert and I were approved for the unit and I could get the key that day. I was ecstatic. I, 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 I kept my calm. I said, thank you so much. And I hung up the phone. And I was like screaming in the Uber. I had the guy drop me off right there because then I was full of energy. And I was by the beach anywhere, the marina. So I get out the car. I call, I call my husband, Robert. Well, he was my fiance at the time. And I tell him we got the unit. And I couldn't believe it. But I did believe it because I was packed. My faith told me what was already going to happen. I walk around, wait for Robert to pick me up. And it was just so exciting, so beautiful. And the story doesn't end there, y'all, because I got more. We get back to our apartment. We see the manager on site, and he gives us the key to the new unit. Okay, so exciting, right? We've, I've, I've prayed for this, and I'm, I'm, I'm reaping what I have sown. Robert and I have dinner. We're like, hey, should we go, like, check out the place? Let's go, you know, like, let's go clean the air, you know, burn some sage. Just get rid of any negative energy we don't want. <clears throat> we go over there. I go into the kitchen. I light some sage on the stove, you know, and I'm asking God to bless this place and to clean anything that no longer serves us here and for God to just, you know, people might say what I'm doing is bullshit. That's fine with them. I don't care. I like it. And my God doesn't judge me for the, he knows my heart and he's not judging this outward appearance that makes my flesh feel good. So um, 
that's small thinking when we when we when we think such trivial things of the outside world of what we're doing versus what's in our heart god only cares about your heart just like why he loved king david because king david was a man after god's heart not his appearance anyways so we're burning sage and i'm just praying and you know even saying our father and you know just trying to invoke the holy spirit in our space i get to the second bedroom the room i am standing in right now recording this podcast and there is a homeless man on the floor sleeping with his bike in the room and I just, I don't even know what to do with myself. I turn around, I run to Robert, and I'm like, there's somebody in there. And I, I go, like, into the kitchen area, and, whew, it was like, I had never been put in this situation before. So Robert goes in there, and he's like, hey, hey, bro, you know, you got to go. I'm, I'm sorry, but this is our place. And he, the guy was like, oh, the door was open, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what the hell kind of excuse he came up with. But I mean, I'm sure it was, it was cold out and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a roof. So I, I can't hate on the guy. So he gets his bike, he gets his stuff and he goes outside. Robert finds some body wash in the bathroom. So at least he got a shower. Thank God. And Robert put the, his stuff outside. And then we never saw the guy again. I let the manager on site know, but do you know how angry I was on the inside? Because they were giving me such a hard time. We were bumping into boxes. I, I just, they were giving us such a hard time. And in the meantime, a homeless man was living here. So at the time I was so angry and I wanted to give them a piece of my mind. But what I see right now is that in that time, that they were giving us a hard time, it gave a roof over somebody else's head, even for that short amount of time. And I see now how God brings good out of everything, whether we realize it or not. Now, to even have this revelation is a level of faith and a, and a level of the Holy Spirit to be able to see God's provision for not only for myself, but for those around me, through the things that he's given me or, or blessed us with. Now, I want to encourage you to do the same because no matter what you own or what you possess, it's not just for you. It's to be a blessing for others. I just finished watching Michael Todd's Fractured Faith sermon. And if you don't know who he is, I definitely recommend him. He's so good at breaking down the word of God in ways that we can easily understand because any of this knowledge that I have and that I'm trying to share with you guys is by life experience and the Bible. And I've learned to read the Bible with spiritual eyes and apply it to a modern day in this year that we live in. And if anybody knows me, they know I am flawed. I'm, I'm anything but perfect. And I pour my heart out on this stage so that you can know that it's for it's here for you too it's here for you too y'all it's not just for me and it, it wouldn't be right and the the spirit of god loves us all and god loves us all it's all the same that's the beauty of the trinity the father the son and the holy spirit the only way we get to god is through his son it's a paradox that i cannot explain it is on a level of faith that you just need a little bit, 
But the moment you doubt, it's all over. It's all over. So I want to end on something positive, and it's just that I am seen, and you are seen. I am heard, and you are heard. I am an overcomer, and you are an overcomer. Thank you for listening. Remember to like and share with your friends. Till next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.